On today's show, Mavs win again. Mavs win, baby. The vibes are immaculate. Let's go. Undefeated Mavs. Christoph Porzingis looks so different, and we're going to talk about that and why he looks so different this season coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes, no, sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The preseason prodigy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I got one Josh Green dunk. Let's go, Josh Green dunk. Loved it. Loved seeing a Josh Green dunk. And it was a tomahawk. He was he put it down. Who Sterling yelled? Brown with the assist on the fast break. Who well, hyped up for this game, man? Was it Sterling who yelled? Do we know who yelled? Yes, really it was. St- oh, the primal scream from Sterling Brown felt like he was just channeling all of us. Like every Mavs fan that wants Josh Green to do well. And it was like, yeah. It was so loud. Was and I'm like, let's go. I was so hyped. And <laughs> I just want to watch that. I mean, when you think back to Mavs dunkers and like athletic like, it's just not like we haven't really it feels like we haven't had a lot of wing players that really throw it down. Like <laughs> the first one that came to my mind when you said that was Richard Jefferson, because he was on TV at, at post game. Uh, yeah. that, that Richard Jefferson dunk that he threw down. But that was even Nasty. old Richard Jefferson, right? Like he wasn't even in his like, prime. We got, then. we got older Vince Carter, you know, yep. Brandon Wright would throw it down, down like, but he's a big. So it's like yeah. you start trying to think back. So that's why in a weird way, it's like, oh, oh, wow. We don't, we don't get to see that very often, you know, like yeah. it's not Lucas styles, not Dirk style. And, you know, even like a Sean Marion type, like we could go back to some Josh Howard stuff back in the day, a little mm. bit Jerry Stackhouse, but it's just those athletic wings. It kind of sticks out when he's doing great right now in Portland. Dennis I, was, the, was throwing down dunks though. That's true. That's true. I, I guess I was just thinking of like bigger wings, but right. But yeah, yeah. The Dennis dunk contest, DJ Khaled. I mean, no, we his, don't have to talk about that anymore. We his got, breakout we, season's coming, though, right? We got Mavs to talk about. The Mavericks win their preseason game 127 to 59. Fif- 59. That's you all. 69? The, like, like, the Mavericks outscored the, the Hornets. Their, the Hornets' final score is 59. The Mavericks outscored them in both the first half and the second half if the game would have just ended there. Like, if the Mavs only would have played their first half or only their second half, they scored more points. Than the Hornets did the entire game. It was didn't, insane. Didn't Clay Thompson have sixty points in three quarters one time? <laughs> Kobe had sixteen points in three quarters too. Uh, man, yeah. So so much to break to talk about from this game. We'll definitely get into Chris Porzingis. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch our smiling faces on YouTube after every single game. Like and subscribe below. Do it. Like and subscribe below. If you're not subscribed, we're trying desperately to get to 7741 or, and then 7777 subscribers. Nick, Nick told me that whoever are 7,777 subscribers. I can't wait to find out what I told you. He said that he'll give them his Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> the Black Series Mandalorian helmet. 
Yes. I'll give, I'll give it to you. So get ready. Uh, all right. So Somebody Christoph Porzingis looks different. He does. He looks like a different player. And first of all, everyone wants us to know that, right? Like Torres yeah. Burke wanted us to know that. Yeah. Jason Kidd has wanted us to know that. Everybody, Christoph Porzingis himself wants us to know that. But just because everyone's talking about it and just because everyone, you know, it's the, the popular thing to say, it feels like a talking point that's fed to some people. It's true. He really does. He looks like a different player out there. The way he's moving side to side, the way that he's like he had a, this play where it was an it was an inbounds pass and he tipped the inbounds pass, got it himself, ran down the court and dunked. Yeah. That is not something he would have done all any time at any point of last year. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first game that I was really like all right, you look different. Like this is you saw a little bit of the first couple of games, but this game it felt like you've seen it more He's more efficient on his shots. Just, yeah, like the breakaway stuff. Um, there was another breakaway where he stole a pass and then he got fouled going up for a shot. There, there was, was this, the it was the breakaway when he passed it back to whoever was was the guard Josh at that Green. time. Josh, yeah, Green, Josh and Green. And then yeah. and then got the you know the finish, which was a smart move on his part. But yeah, it was just it, just so he, much more active. And you know, you are more active whenever you're getting the ball, right? I mean, this is you know, I forgot what pod I was listening to the other day, and they were kind of they were talking about the Mavs. It's probably a ringer pod. It was Charks. I think it was Charks because he told me this in person, and then I heard it on Bill Simmons' podcast. I was like, oh, he just told me that point in person about the Perkins <laughs> thing, right? Yes, and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They were talking about you know Kendrick Perkins and back in the Boston days, and you know Perkins actually used to be a basketball Ken player. Kendrick Perkins, yeah. <laughs> if uh, you guys didn't know that, uh, if you just knew him for his dumb takes on ESPN, but. They used to do this thing to where, hey, like, we'll feed you the ball at the beginning to get you, like, kind of excited. Like, hey, like, you're involved. Like, get him going. To you're where part he, of this. Like, you're part of this, you know, group. Like, congrats. Like, you, and it would, like, encourage him. It would push him to, like, really try hard on the other end defensively. And it's like they are making this, like, the biggest storyline of ev everything surrounding the Mavs right now. It's not Luka Doncic's possible MVP campaign. It's no. Christos Porzingis being fully yep. healthy for the first time. That is obviously the the biggest thing that the Mavericks are telling people. It's the biggest thing that like when Doris Burke was talking on the broadcast and like they meet with the teams before the games and they kind of talk with yep. them everything. It's the number one thing like ever anytime they have a national like televised game this year. This is what we're going to hear about. And it, it is right. I'm just saying, like, this is the biggest thing around the Mavs right now that everyone is looking at. That's what the league is looking at. It's what all the podcasts are talking about. It's what all the, you know, broadcasters are talking about. It's what you know, everybody, coaches and everything. Kid was even asked about, I mean, Kid was asked about it in between quarters on the broadcast. <laughs> Before hey, the game, in between quarters and post game. Yeah, he's not, what's he's different about, about Porzingis right now? And, and Jason's just sitting there like, you know what? He's just having fun and he's enjoying it. He's healthy for the first time. And it's like, yeah, so that is, it's the biggest thing for the Mavs right now. In a, in a way, like you still hear a little bit about Luca, but it, that's, it's, it's KP being healthy is the biggest thing right now. You know what's interesting about all that, and I think it's I think it's true. And like like I said earlier, it can be a talking point that it feels like we're being fed, but it can also be true at the same time. But what's funny yeah. about all that is when the roles were reversed last year, when everyone was talking about Luca, no one was talking about KP. It felt like KP took that personal. I honestly think Luca likes it. I think Luca <laughs> likes that KP is the the star and he's the one that's getting all the attention. And I feel like it, this is the way that, the, that like that this season can go 
as good as possible. If it, if he's the if KP's the one that's getting all the attention, all the all the love, all the interviews, all that, and Luca's just like, I'm just gonna chill back here and just you know produce. Yeah, and and it's like I want to make this clear too. We're not saying it's like manipulative that this is the biggest storyline because, like you said, it's true. Like, yeah, if you're in that spot too, the best thing to do right now is to make this the dominant storyline for whatever your end goal is. If you really think that Porzingis is the second star next to Luca to win a title then this is the best thing to do because you're building confidence in him. You're feeding him in the post. You're including him a lot of the offense. You're getting him in the groove. He's having fun. He's excited. You got to have both your star players on the same page. But if you have other plans for him too, then this is what you have to do at the same time also is pump him up. Let everybody know he's healthy too. So whatever your your end goal is as the Mavericks for Kristaps Porzingis, this is what you do and this is what you put out and communicate. It's the smartest and best move. And it's true. It's like you're not lying about it either. He does look like the best he's looked since what? The the bubble, I guess? I mean, Probably, yeah. Yeah, on both ends of the floor. Yeah, and coming up, we're going to tell you why he looks better and what he's actually doing to say, hey, this is why he looks better. This is the reason why people are saying, oh, he looks so different than before when his numbers sort of look the exact same that they sort of did last year. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is this great product. They have these wipes. You wipe them under your underarms the night before, and you get seven days of a dry shirt guarantee. Seven days. You don't have to worry about pit stains anymore. If you deal with every, every time somebody raises their hand and they have a pit stain, just me as a person, my eyes are drawn to their pit stain, right? I, I don't know why it's a thing that we as people do. It's like, boom. It's kind of weird. It is weird, but it, uh, everyone listening is like, oh yeah, it's true. Every time somebody raises their hand and they have a pit stain, it's just kind of, un- it's hard to not notice it. With sweat block, you don't have to worry about being that person that I'm staring at because they have pit stains. <laughs> wear what you want to wear. It's your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everybody's toiletry bag. You can get it at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off. Again, it's sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on. It's the number one antiperspirant product on Amazon right now, which is saying something because that means it worked and people are buying it again and over and over again. So they have all kinds of different sweat stuff, the wipes, the deodorant, all that. Check it out. Sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into Chris Porzingis a little bit more. Uh, why does he look better? Why in what ways does he look better? In what ways is he playing different than last year? It starts on the defensive end. It's the plays that we mentioned earlier, the jumping in passing lanes. He had a couple of steals tonight where he literally just jumped a passing lane, which is something he's good at, something that he did in New York a lot. We haven't seen in Dallas because he hasn't been injured. This is his this is the fourth time I've now done this bit, but this is his first healthy offseason and he got to actually work on stuff. <laughs> no, I mean But Yeah. That's he he gets to work on some of this stuff and he's gonna look better and be more confident and all that stuff it all it all goes together I, I made a joke on Twitter but even the way he pulls down rebounds is different yeah. like he's pulling down rebounds and he had four offensive rebounds five defensive rebounds in this game in uh, 22 minutes the way he pulls down rebounds and just smacks the ball it's almost to the Carmelo Anthony get the f out of here I got this right like if you ever I was, I was watching the Lakers Warriors game the other night and every time you can hear in the rim mic Carmelo go get the fuck out of here like like you can just hear him. It's not that level yet, but he's grabbing him with authority. Westbrook just, wants to punch him every time. <laughs> he's grabbing he's like, him with Give authority. Him a triple double. And that's the way it feels like he's grabbing the game right now, right? It's felt like a big metaphor for me. And uh, yeah, he's he, he knows he's going to get the ball back. He knows he's he's yeah. 
part of the offense because Jason Kidd has pumped him up so much. He's not dealing with Carlisle, coach that was just focused on efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. He's dealing with Jason Kidd, who maybe has unlocked something with him because he's making him a focal point of the offense. And he doesn't have to do that with Luka because he's just going to be a focal point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you talked about his rebounds. He had nine rebounds in this game. And I feel like he had six rebounds pretty early on. It's like that's another like testament yeah. to just how hard he's trying. He had a there was a moment, I want to say it was like two minutes ago in the first, maybe the second. And I made a mental note when I was watching it. And he went in for this offensive rebound and like he had no position on it, but he just went crashing into like two or three people, end up falling down, and the ball went out of uh, a player on the Hornets. And like Mavs kept the ball and they all like hyped and picked him up and everything. I'm like, that's the type of like effort that. We just weren't getting last year. And because, I mean, the role and like what he was, you know, is just like, hey, go stand in the corner, like all this stuff. His health had a lot to play with that too, of like how he can move and trying to save some of that. It was just a combination of a lot of stuff that's, you know, drastically changed right now. And you're seeing that on both sides of the ball. And I think he's better with his decision making right now, passing yeah. out of the post. Like he's not forcing things like, hey, I got the, you know, somebody threw me the ball in the post. Now I got to get my shots up. We just heard it last offseason, right? Or last preseason or not last preseason. When he came back from his injury last yes. time, he was like, well, you know, I was just trying to get my shots up out there. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. There was, so there, there was a game where he came back from an injury and he was only going to get to play the first half. And so that first half, he took like 16 shots or something dumb like that. And he's like, well, I knew I was going to take it out, so I just had to get my shots in. And you're like, "Yeah, that was a weird said, insight into the way he game. thinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were like, I remember us on this pod, we're like, oh, all right. Let's just be transparent here. It's got to get the shots up. And but, I mean, that's what shooters do, though, right? I, I, I don't yeah. want to fault him. I, I appreciated that he told us that, that that was something that he you know, thought about and was cognizant of. But... Yeah, that, that's but he's not. But he doesn't have that right. Like right now, like yeah, he has a green light. But there are different times he got the ball in the post tonight in tonight's game. Where it's like, and then he passed out. Even though if he had Lamelo on him or whoever it is, it's like it feels like even he had three turnovers. But it's whatever. Like it feels like he's so much more comfortable. He yeah. feels an investment, and it's like yeah. that's the that's the thing. Like when you're in any job, any job that you work at. And when your boss shows that they're invested into you and they care about you and they want you, like they want to empower you, how much like better does that feel just to go to work and sit at your cubicle or log in or whatever, knowing that your boss is in your corner all the time, that your boss wants the best for you and says, I want the best version of you and I want to empower you and I want to invest in you. That's what he's feeling right now. And it's like, because kids like, I want you to be the best KP. We need the best KP. And I don't, think he ever got that from rick so that's just yeah i feel like i just did like a little ted talk on leadership there but that <laughs> these these are the positives we're seeing some positives right now now i'm sure in a couple weeks we'll talk about negatives that doesn't mean we hate him all of a sudden right like <laughs> uh so but yeah that's the that's the reason why he looks different it seems like there's an investment in him in the offense and that is translating like like the point that charks made the investment is being made with him, and so he's showing it now on, on both ends. He knows it, yeah. there's there's not a oh, what it's the mentality of scarcity or something where you're like, okay, I got to get mine. It's like you you're not sure yeah. where food is going to come from, so you just eat as much in front of you. And that's what it felt like KP was doing before. Every post up, I have to take advantage of because I don't know when I'm going to get the ball back. He knows yeah. he's going to get the ball back now, and that leads me to, to kind of our our main point about this. The Mavs ball movement looked really good in this game, and it has a couple times during preseason. And I think it's a combination of a couple things. I think it's a combination of uh, it could be some things that, that Jason Kidd is is bringing and implementing into the the Mavs, but I think it's also the chemistry. We talked yeah. a lot 
you know, before media day. And then we heard on media day, Tyrell Terry told us that the Mavs didn't get to do any team dinners last year or yeah. any kind of hanging out really and barely any practices and all that. And their chemistry really suffered for it. You could see it by the end of the year. You and I were counting the microaggressions between Luca and KP yeah. during games and sort of joking about it, but also just kind of keeping mental track of them. There was none of that in this game. Because There's you have to have the relational currency. Mini leadership tangent again. When you when the only Yo, interactions just, I'm just gonna sit back when the only interactions you have as coworkers is transactional, you know, relationship transactional conversations and there's no relational currency built up, then it makes those transactional current like currency moments. It it's hard. And that's where like the team chemistry stuff happened. Last year there's no relational currency built up. So when it came to we got fixed crap on the court and start winning games, well then there's like it's there's friction. And that's when we got all the crap that we got last year. So it does seem like that relational currency is being built up. It's when crap does hit the fan at some point this year, it's going to happen. They're going to lose yep. three games in a row and everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, what's happening? That will be a test. Will there be some shots fired? Will there be some underlying comments post game and all of that? Will there be some body language? The body language doctors will be out, you know, <laughs> like we'll all be analyzing it. That's when we'll be watching. You have to make deposits and withdrawals. That's what my dad always tells me. You read, yeah. in, a, read in a book one time. It's the relational stuff. Like if you, if I want to tell some something like Isaac, you're doing something wrong on the podcast. I've built up enough relational currency with him to be able to tell him that. But somebody that I just met, maybe I I can't, or I'm a guest on somebody's podcast. I can't just be like, hey, you're hosting this wrong, <laughs> right? Like yeah, that just doesn't that just doesn't happen. So. That's what's happening with, with, with Porzingis, it feels like. And so the chemistry is is really helping the ball movement. And these guys have played together for a while now. We we laughed and joked about continuity, but continuity does help in basketball. And these guys, especially in the starting lineup between Luca, KP, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian, and Dwight yeah. Powell, these guys have played Maxie. a lot of minutes together. And so now you're starting to see, okay, I know that this guy's going to be here. This guy's going to be there and all that. Yeah, and, and I also want to say this too, like, I don't want to be the the Debbie Downer here either. Do it. But like we got to see them play like I'm waiting to reserve like they played a Hornets team tonight that didn't have three starters. Okay. So Oh, we're we're doing this in the third segment. The the reason why this game was like we haven't talked about the result of this game as much as like the process as much well, as like But I think yeah. that's the that's the important part of this is like I'm not looking at this saying that Mavs defense changed it's a, it's going to be a top three defense. Did you yeah, see them? Right. They oh, yeah. they we held them to fifty yeah. some points. I'm not I'm not taking away any big team like takeaways from this. Even the preseason, like hey, they're undefeated. Okay, put them as the one seed in the West. I'm not ready for that either. Let, I need some regular season games, some teams that have their start full starters out there. Then we can pull some bigger takeaways away from it. But still, there's a lot of positives from this game. Yeah, KP. So the last couple of things. So I mentioned what what's been different for KP. After the game on ESPN, he said, I'm being put in situations where I feel most comfortable and you can see that. That to me is Jason Kidd, right? Like he, That's a subtweet to Rick Carlisle. It is. I think it is from, from KP. Uh, and then he was asked about what's different in Luca's game. And he said, he's been real smart, getting everyone involved. We know what Luca can do. The next step for him is to get everybody involved. I think that's a chemistry quote. And I also think there is some truth to that where... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just sick and tired of that narrative. I'm so, so tired of it. Uh, here's here's my take on it. Cause I know that people have, have said it and you're like, okay, well how can you ask Luca to do anything better? He's been incredible, but 
I think that there is there's a, there's a difference between being a good passer like like you know the Westbrooks in the of the world and yeah. a good facilitator like you know like LeBron. There's a complete difference between those two, and it's it's a, a level of leadership. It's not skill. It's not basketball IQ. It's just a level of leadership of getting everybody involved, of knowing that you matter, of knowing that you're gonna get your touches and stuff like that. And I think that's the level that that KP is is mentioning here for Luca. And I think that the chemistry thing affects that. I'm not sure that's what Donnie Nelson was talking about when Donnie Nelson said this this same thing at uh, the end of the season, but I feel like that's sort of where he was going with it, or could have been. Maybe I'm. I mean, maybe it. I just I'm so tired of like the narrative that like the ball hog Luca. The next step for the Mavs is him passing the ball more. I'm so sick and tired of that crap. Like, I mean, if we're still referencing last year, like KP wasn't healthy. Okay, like KP didn't wasn't efficient enough to get the ball in the post for him to pass the ball to him. So. I I'm, I get frustrated about this. I was frustrated when the comments came out from the front office. I love Donnie, yeah. but when that whole thing, I was just, I was dumbfounded by how that was a talking point that Luca is like Westbrook and hogs the ball so much. Mike, no, like he had to do what he had to do. I mean, like, well, Westbrook averages 10 assists a game every year, but what's the difference between what Westbrook does and what LeBron does, right? Like yeah. there's a difference. And I there think is. that, I think that there's a leadership level of it that I think, you know, LeBron has and that Luca can get to that, you know, other guys don't. Okay. That's my, that's my take on it. That's why I think it's a little different yeah. coming up. Let's give the rest of our game notes. Let's talk. How did the Mavs win this game by 70 points? Let's get into that and talk about how the Mavs actually pulled this off. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. It's back and better than ever. Football is in full swing. You got teams all over the place doing stuff and you got lines and you got props and you got so many things that you can wager on Dallas Cowboys, New England Patriots Cowboys in Foxborough. So away game for the Cowboys minus three and a half point favorite, man, that does not seem like enough points. This Patriots team is not that good. And the Cowboys offense is insane. So <laughs> the Cowboys only are only, only a getting... three and a half point favorite on bet online. Okay. I said on this podcast back last week, I said, y'all better blast the Cowboys number over the Panthers because they're going to blow the crap out of them. And I'm pretty sure they beat them by like almost 30, right? When they play the <laughs> Panthers. And do this again. They're, they're going to beat... I, I know it's Belichick, but they're going to win by more than three. It's Belichick, but it's also Mac Jones. And it's also that defense. And it's also that offensive line. It's, it's also like Bill Simmons' Super Bowl favorite. So. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Bill. Uh, so if you want to go bet that bet that line, uh, the over under is fifty one points. By the way, which is kind of I don't know, it seems a little high for this for both of these teams, but uh, go check it out. Bet online. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into some more stuff. We talked a lot about Chris Porzingis. He was the big story in this game. How did the Mavericks beat this team, this this Hornets team, by almost 70 points? And we're up by 70 with like 30 seconds left in the game. How did they get there? So we have to be up front and say that Gordon Hayward was out and your boy Terry Rozier was out and that LaMelo only played one half and only ended up playing like he didn't play a lot of minutes either. He played 11 minutes and that Miles Bridges only played 12 minutes because Ubre he was out, out too. with an injury. Who's... Oh, Kelly Oubre, who was a Mavs killer. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if any of those because Wes Uwandu played. Did he? Oh, my gosh. Did he really play? You didn't clip those highlights? <laughs> I, did, I did not the clip the What the crap are you West doing? <laughs> You're slacking. That's insane. 
Doug Branson already has a jersey. That's, that's how out of hand this game was, that I didn't even <laughs> realize what Sawundu was playing in this game. It just seemed like they just kept throwing out random dudes out there all the time. Jalen Crutcher, Scotty Lewis. JT Thor, baby. Nick Richards. I know JT Thor. He went to Auburn, but... Well, Nick yeah. Richards is a good so, guy. Our, this whole point to say that the Hornets were missing a bunch of guys and a lot of their offensive engines. And so, like, when Lamelo was out of the game, it was all Ish Smith. Like, it was just clear out for Ish yeah. Smith, and he'd just go do stuff. And I've seen a lot of, like, preseason videos of, of the Hornets and them talking about each other and the team and stuff like that. They love Ish Smith. Everybody on that team loves Ish Smith and is, like, best friends with him. That does not mean you have to develop your entire offense around Ish Smith and like no. defer to him every single possession, right? Like that is not yeah. the case here. Um, so that that's J- kind of how they couldn't score. If they didn't have Lamelo in there, they had nobody that could create their own shot besides Ish Smith, and that is a problem. Book Knight, he was four of thirteen in this game. Uh, um, but Book Knight no- minus thirty nine <laughs> with a plus minus. plus minus. Yeah, but him and Ish Smith and then Lamelo, who didn't play very much, the only guys that could create their own shot. And that's a problem. And this team is not one that is like, let's kick it around a lot and then we'll get open threes. They just, it doesn't yeah, seem like but I mean, it, it's a problem, but you're missing two of their biggest, like Rozier and right. Gordon Hayward's like the two. Te- of their, the team I still love this team. Like this team is one of my favorite, if not my favorite league pass team. I'm all in on the Hornets. Sign me up. I love this team. For sure. As the team, but as the team was out there tonight, the players that played, they're, they're not built for Kind of no, any, no. kind of anything. Now they're that, missing so many guys. Yeah, and now that Miles um, Bridges his career is over, you know, that they're down another guy. His career is over because Josh Green dunked on him. Yeah, Josh Green like ended it. <laughs> ended his career. Jason Kidd had an interesting comment after the game that I thought was was interesting. We we don't we don't always get to hear, or maybe it's just because we covered Rick Carlisle for a long time. We don't get to hear about what coaches are looking for during games. It seems like that mm-hmm. that's something that they try and keep secret and they don't like to tell people but he says you know one of the things i was i really wanted to see was how guys would react to being up at halftime and the younger guys being up in the fourth quarter he said and they all passed the test they all and he mentioned the young guys specifically they didn't play to score themselves but they shared the ball and they made the right play and it felt like the whole team was doing that it felt like the whole team was like all right we're just gonna play our game we're gonna continue to play our game we're not just gonna you know play prevent defense basically like you would in football or something they're not they weren't just like out there coasting they're out there playing their game no matter what the score was they kind of weren't looking at it and that's how they got to a 70 point lead basically it was everyone yeah. just kept they kept their foot on the gas basically and hopefully that's something they could do the whole year because but it's a good it's a good p- test to pass especially in a preseason game that doesn't necessarily matter where luca wasn't playing well we haven't even mentioned luca's line in this game uh 10 points four of 14 from the field he didn't score until the Two minute mark in the second quarter. Luca went almost a half without scoring. Uh, and the Mavericks still almost won by 70. That is absolutely insane. So, but I thought that comment from Jason Kidd was interesting. Yeah. I mean, even like you look at the three point shooting for this team 46 threes in this game for the Mavs. It, I feel like that's kind of sneaky. Like, I didn't feel like they shot that, that many threes. In no, because they were in the flow of the offense. They weren't forcing them. They weren't just like yeah. hunting threes. They, it felt like it was in the flow of the offense. And, and you know, obviously it helped Tim hit five of those. He, you know, he shot the ball pretty well tonight. 50% we, we talked all about Chris House Porzingis. Tim led the league. T- Tim led the team in scoring with 20 and hit those five threes. Like you said. Yeah. I mean, another sneaky, like good preseason so far. Sterling Brown. Yeah. You know, 
three or four from three tonight. I've liked what I've seen from him off the bench. Like that's the type of stuff that if you can get him, Reggie Bullock obviously didn't play tonight because of you know personal reasons. But if you if Sterling Brown and Reggie Bullock are like serviceable, like if they can be better than Josh Richardson, <laughs> like I mean that's the thing. They like, both can, yeah. I know, but like that that's it. Like it's just it makes such a difference for this team. Adding a couple of those rotation players is going to be massive for this team. And yeah. if, if they're if they're both playable, which we believe Reggie Bullock to 100% be, and then Sterling Brown, we were like, oh, let's see how he is. If he's going to look like this, if he's going to play, and he's not doing anything out of his game or anything, he's just doing stuff, like he said, 12 points, hit three threes, had a couple assists as well, had that one, the, the dunk from Josh Green was an assist from Sterling Brown and the fast break. Uh, yeah, so, so Sterling Brown looked great. What are other thoughts? Other other people that looked great in this game. We talked about Tim Hardaway. His shot just looks great. He has confidence. He, the Mavs are up by like 50, and he just took like a three early in the shot clock. I'm like, oh, he does not care for anybody's feelings on the other team. He's not trying him. to like – Yeah, he's like, I'm taking this three. And it was a deep one too. It was, it was like – he didn't have to take that, but he wanted to. I was uh, doing something with the kids in the fourth quarter. Um, how did Draymond Green do? <laughs> Eugene Omarui, a.k.a. Young Draymond Green. Young with uh, Y-U-N-G. Young Draymond. Five points, four boards, three assists, a steal, and a block. He was all over the place. Uh, he was good. But the real standout to me in the fourth quarter, uh, Frank Nilakina. What about his shot a, creation? Had a pull-up jumper that he created himself. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, Frank yeah, Nilakina, like, French Frankie. Prince, let's go. Also, he was three of four. He hit a three as well. Seven points for him. I thought he was. I thought he looked really good. Also, if he was. Needed- he was out there with no. Sorry, he was out there with nobody else that could <sighs> create a shot. It was like him. It was him, Sterling Brown, Josh Green, Maxi, and Moses. Like it was all kind of on Frank to create offense, and he did. Did you see uh, his Q and A with Mark Stein? I saw some of it. Yeah. Hit Mark Stein asked him the same question we did about his nickname. <laughs> of what <laughs> and he told him the same thing so if you need any confirmation of what frankie smoke uh, frankie smoke what frank nilakina likes as his nickname right we asked him a question mark stein's asked him a question he's told us both the same answer he likes the <laughs> the french prince not That's, frankie smokes so. he doesn't hate frankie smokes though or maybe he's just been really polite to us but it, he was like ah you know i think it's time is- to retire retire it. it it's just the french prince <laughs> that's the nickname he wants. So yeah, yeah I thought I thought he looked great on offense. That that he was kind of sneaky. Like, oh, if he can just hit a three and maybe every once in a while like hit a pull up shot, yeah. that's huge for his game. That's huge for him making this team too. He's also a guy like he's he's like a tool in tool chest of like when you have the special project and you're like, dang, I can't really do like I got to finish this like project outside, but I, I got to have this specific tool that you have that you hardly ever use. He, he is, there's a special Allen wrench with a hole in the middle to get your license plate off. If you guys have ever had this thing with your license plate where it is, it has like this screw that has like a needle like sticking out of it where you're like, okay, I got to get an Allen wrench, but it can't be one of those full Allen wrenches where it's all metal in it. It has like a, a hole in the middle of the Allen wrench so that you can get your license plate off. That's what Frank Lakina is. <laughs> I just, you know, what would be the ultimate like out of like the curveball for opening night? Next Thursday, they start Frank against Atlanta and say, "Go guard is Trey." This, is this the memorial, uh, the the Courtney Lee memorial starting spot at, in on opening night? <clears throat> well, I was just thinking, like I could, I I totally see a role like Nilakina 
that he's not in the rotation a ton, but the Mavs are, go- are going against some like point guard that is lighting them up. He's already put up like 20 points. It's, you know, close to halftime and kids like we're putting Frank on him in the second half. Yeah. Like, Frank's going to play a lot in the second half. And let's just like, he's already torching us. It's Lillard. It's Trey young. It's somebody. And they put Frank in there to start the second half. And they just say, Hey, go guard him and just see what happens. I think that's the type of role I could see Frank playing this year. He's a weird, like guard version of Boban, <laughs> like, yeah. si- like a situational player that you pick in certain spots. Anything about Trey Burke and Boban not playing tonight? The Boban one, they just didn't need him. Boban, I don't care. <laughs> Boban would have destroyed he, this team, though. He would, he would have. And Luca would be- destroy this organization if Boban got cut. So <laughs> I don't think. But Trey Burke didn't play at all. He was probably the emergency player again. We didn't hear that after the game, but he was probably the emergency player. Two out of three games, preseason games. Trey Burke, DMPCD. Speaking of a big man destroying the, the Hornets, Dwight Powell hit another three. And wow. he, he put the ball on the deck and drove by Mason Plumley and dunked on him. I I'm was like, do we end Mason Plumley's career right now? Uh, Mason Plumley also uh, minus 39 in this game. <laughs> uh, we're just going around. We're just going around the team now. Dorian Finney-Smith had another really good drive and kick in the first quarter where it just felt like, okay, this team, can, like everybody can do a couple things. Like maybe Dwight Powell is still limited to his one role. Maybe the three actually translates this year, but everybody seems to be able to do a couple things on offense, which makes them really dangerous. Yeah. I love, I freaking love Dorian two of three from three in this game. Also when he does drive and kicks, I feel proud of him. Is that weird? Because we've covered him since like his rookie year was the first year we covered the team. And it just feels like, like- I remember when he couldn't dribble. I know. <laughs> That's what it feels like, though. I remember when he was Stanley. <laughs> and now he's not. Uh, Moses Brown also, I thought, had a, had a good game. Ten points, three boards for him. He just seems like every time he's in there, he's a million feet tall. And yeah. he can grab every board. And I don't have anything else to add about this game. I guess that's where we end. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow with some more about this game and where the offense is going. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Now, for your second listen of the day, to listen to the GOAT, Josh Lloyd, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, doing incredible stuff. He told me the other day he had 100,000 YouTube views, or almost 100,000 in one day. The dude is Woo. killing it right now. Go check out Josh Lloyd, Fantasy Basketball. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!